Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Tip Balls Podcast. Today is Friday. Hell yeah. Friday, January 5th, 2014. God bless. I'm the one and only Zolo, Michael Palazzolo. And to my right, it is the bearded one, the exalted one, Sal, Uncle Sam Signorelli. Hello. Behind the decks on the ones and twos, we have Bruce, the tugboat, Augustino, his real name. I don't know if you could spell that, but I can't. Uh, useless is his real name. Augustino Venditti, not Vinclitoli. Hi, dear. And still live from Marco Island, Florida, in his Sam Cave, wearing what looks to be a Mike Evans jersey. Is that Mike Evans? It is. Wearing what looks to be a Mike Evans jersey. We have Sam. Do you have a nickname? No, I don't. I, never, I was never cool enough for a nickname. We have Sam, the Terracini terrorist, Randazzo. SJR. Well, I can roll with that. I can get behind that. How's everybody doing today? I'm strong. I'm I'm you ready. Are. This is our I'm ready for the last playoff machine. And uh, I'm ready to see where the road takes us. Yeah, because I was sitting there thinking, I was like, well, we don't have a Thursday night game to recap. All right. We don't have, I mean, nothing really happened to of any sort of relevancy this week. So I'm sitting there thinking to myself, like today is going to be a, a preview show. And I forgot about the last playoff machine. Cause I know you guys did it Wednesday. I, I'm like, I was just, I was like, what are we going to do today? And here no, we are. we'll we, do it. To, we'll do it together. We, we went a little rogue after you signed off on Wednesday. It was fine. We actually had a lot of fun that there was like 10 or 15 people. The chat was popping off a little bit. We talked a little Steelers history. We talked a little Browns history. And uh, it was fun. We actually had a good time. That that added little 20 minutes that we snuck in. That's what we're here for. We're here for a good time, not a long time. Yeah. Uncle Sam, how's your, how was your week this week? Great. You care to elaborate at all? Or? No. That's great. Did Rico so, ever so, come back? Or Rigo? No, he don't come back till March. He goes down there for fucking 90 days. Yeah. He goes down there for a full yeah. quarter. Yeah. Uh, all I know is that he'll he should be out of money by February twentieth, <laughs> and he'll be telling me coming back two weeks early. Mi abuela took all my pesos. I'm bad now. Um. Yeah. I, well, I, how was it's your week, week this week? You've had a good week, haven't you? Who me? Yeah. Um, I, you know, I got yelled at a little bit at work this morning because I'm a little bit behind, but, um, it's all manageable. I just got to shovel my way out of the shit and I, I get a day off Monday, even though it's going to be a travel day from hell essentially, but, um, it's worth it. Could all be worth it in the end there. But yeah, this is, this should be a fun weekend here. Should be a really fun weekend. Amen. I'm looking forward to it. Even it got cold here while you were gone. It's like in the 20, 25, 29, 30 no snow yet, but you know that's fucking lurking. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm. I had a decent week, and I'm excited for an even better weekend. Hey, Amen. So everybody's doing good, right? Oh, listen, can't complain. 2024 starting off with a bang. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, where do we want to start today? That's the question. Because I mean, usually we got our Thursday night preview to start off with, or we got some sort of news. I mean. There is, a, I guess, there's a touch of news. I mean, touch it. Uh, 
Dalvin Cook is a Raven now. That's where he should have went from the start. That exactly. He finally got that one right. Uh, Jets cut him earlier in the week, and he has signed with the Ravens practice squad officially today. Um, and so that's. I mean, it seems like in Baltimore they go through running backs like you know you go through pairs of socks. So we have a. Uh, have him on the back burner there. We have a Francesco and a Francesca in the chat right now. Both WAPs. Shout out to Tank. Shout out to Cheech. How are both of you? Uh, Cheech, I don't know what's going on. I know Cat Williams was, was body bagging a bunch of people, and they all came back for him. I know Kevin Hart had something to say, and I don't know the specifics, but I, I appreciate it, and I will Cat Williams more. get beat up by a fucking 12-year-old this time? Probably. Cunt. Tank, I hope you're doing well. I hope Florida treated you well. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Sam. Finish the news. President Baker. Shout out to President Baker. <sighs> um, obviously we'll go over this when we do the previews, but there's going to be a lot of guys sitting out this week. Uh, Eagles came out today and said Darius Slay's not playing. Devonta Smith's not playing. But is anyone uh, sitting on your face this week? On mine? Yes. No. No. Can't can't say. Can't say there's going to be anybody. <laughs> um, for the Dolphins, Mostert's out. Waddle's out. Xavier Howard's out. Um, we'll go over that in more detail. Uh, did he, I, did you guys see that the uh, Pro Bowl rosters came out? Yeah, and you're uh, you're repping Mike Evans on an interesting day in this part of the world. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Uh, he's wide receiver number two for the uh, NFC. Um, a couple uh, interesting names on there. Uh, if you guys don't mind, we go over it real quick. Uh, quarterbacks for the NFC. Dak Prescott, Brock Purdy, and Matt Stafford. Brock Purdy is the starter. I'm probably putting Goff in there in front of Stafford based on the year that either of them had. I mean, I, you'd have to side-by-side side their numbers, but Goff is on a division-winning team and has looked very serviceable and was an MVP candidate earlier in the year, and that can't be said for Stafford. Um, but hey, good for Stafford on making a Pro Bowl. I think the Pro Bowl is worthless and meaningless. I don't know about you well, guys, but yeah. And I was going to say that because if you look at running backs for the NFC, um, Christian McCaffrey, obviously number one. DeAndre Swift, number two. I think that you could make a pretty strong argument right now that. You could replace DeAndre Swift with Mr. David Montgomery. Or. And it would make more sense. He's got more yards than them. David Montgomery or Jameer Gibbs would both make more sense. He's got more He's got more yards than both of those guys. So Swift's yards came in two games. He had two games, one where he went for 150 and one where he went for 175. In every other game this year, the other 14 games this year, he's averaging 3.3 yards per carry. Yeah, but he still has more yards than both of those guys. It, they came in two games. He hasn't had a, he, he has, has not yards. had a good year, and it's it's he still has more yards than both of them. He doesn't have more all-purpose yards than both of them. Jameer Gibbs has more all-purpose yards. I don't know. Being he's the guy there. Touchdowns, he's touchdowns get more don't touchdowns. count anymore. And Jameer Gibbs has more touchdowns. Gibbs and Montgomery both have more touchdowns yeah. than Swift. I would give it to the kid from the Rams over both of them. Well, he is also he in. in. He's the he third. It's Kieran Williams. Yeah. He got in there. Kieran He's... Williams is the third. Kieran Williams. Is Rashad White in there? Rashad White is not in there, and I was shocked that his name was left off that list as well. 
I think the three best NFC running backs this year were Kieran Williams, Rashad White, and McCaffrey. Am I off on that? Yeah, but I I still think Swift has more yards than all them guys. He had a good year, dude. The, I, I, I'm telling I you, wish he could have done that games. Year. It came in two fucking games. It Everything doesn't matter, man. He's still, he's still it, been affected. It does matter. Listen, they won games. Kieran Williams games has too. more yards than him. What'd you say? Kieran Williams has... Kieran Williams second behind McCaffrey in rushing yards. And Kieran Williams missed Correct. a lot of time, too. He was on IR at one point. Yeah, yeah he missed like four games, five games. Um, the other one that uh, surprised me, AFC, uh, jumping over here, tight ends for the AFC. Number one, Travis Kelsey. That's bullshit. He's not even the number one tight end in the league. Mark Andrews hasn't played in a month and a half and had a better year than Travis Kelsey. Uh, number two, obviously and understandably, David Njoku just had a monster end yeah. of the year. Hell yeah. Um, now, I, there's another one that surprised me quite a bit here. Tight ends for the NFC. Sam Laporta, baby. I mean, he's the best tight end in football. That's that's a good he out of all the guys on this list, he's probably the most deserving. And I thought for sure he'd end up getting snubbed. And I was really, really glad to see him on there. Um, Uncle Sam, you'll be happy. Jesse Bates is the starter for the at free safety for the NFC guy you've advocated for a lot this year. And then, uh, just a quick other one. Uh, receivers for the AFC, Keenan Allen, Jamar Chase, Amari Cooper, Tariq Hill. And uh, receivers for the NFC, A.J. Brown, Mike Evans, C.D. Lamb, and Huka Nakua with his Pro Bowl. Uh, I'm surprised they left Amon Ra out of that. Ra. I don't understand how A.J. Brown's in there. Mike Evans. I don't understand how Amon Ra is not in there over Mike Evans. Mike Evans makes a little bit of sense, and he's had a good year, all things considered. AJ Brown's like it's the same as Swift. Like your team went to shit at the end of the year, and you two are both a, a reason why. Part of the reason why. Why are they in there? Yeah, Amon Ra's third in uh, total in receiving yards, and he's also third in touchdowns behind CD and Tariq. So for him not to be on there. I was I was really surprised by that. And again, um, none of this matters because guys drop out left and right. Guys are injured. Correct. So when it's all said and done, barring the Lions being in the Super Bowl, these guys are either going to be there or they won't. Like I don't think Ragnow is going to go. Ragnow's been banged up all year, so I don't see him going, even though he's the starter. But there's uh, nothing more stupid than the Pro Bowl. Pro Bowl's dumb. It's been dumb. It hasn't been it's good. Been, it's been dumb since they stopped doing an actual game. It hasn't been good since Sean Taylor fucking. Who, which punter did he fuck up? Was it Shane Leckler? Who did he fuck up? So. That's the last time the Pro Bowl was good. <clears throat> Those guys don't care. They haven't cared in a while. The The biggest honor is being an all-pro. The That's worst the... is watching their two-hand touch game. That was fucking awful. Um, Brian Mormon was the just punter. Just stupid, dude. It was all stupid. As it's soon dumb. as they got rid of the game and... They should have just ended it there. Pick your all pro team every year and forget about it. This is a don't let the picture. fans pick it either. This is a bit agreed. hundred. That's a great point too. Because yeah. all, it's all fucking 49ers Because all their fans do is just sit there and spam the fucking votes all day. They're just bored. They're don't all. Don't you fucking think the players should vote? 
I think the players should have the most say. No, because some I of them agree. are pretty fucking stupid too. The coaches. Coaches the, should the coaches pick the should pro vote. bowlers. The coaches should vote. Yeah. That's what you um, said is a bigger picture conversation for the summer. There's no good best on best competition for like uh, there's no good all star competition. The hockey one's okay. They've made changes. The only one that sucks. was okay is baseball. Because baseball, they have to, they actually still play bored. for home field advantage. I'm still fucking so they don't I'm do good that with anymore. that. They don't do that anymore. Oh, they don't do that they don't anymore? Do that anymore. Then they no. fucked that one up, too. They don't do that. And I'll be honest with you, I fucking hated that. I hated that the Tigers could make the World Series twice, but they didn't get home field the second time, even though they were the better team because their team didn't win the fucking – the NL won the fucking All-Star game that year in 2012 or whatever yeah. that was. I didn't like that because that had nothing to do with the Tigers. It wasn't the Tigers' fault. Yeah, well, it gives them something to play for. Yeah, and that, they were some onto point, something like that, but... They need to come up with a way to actually make the Pro Bowl relevant again. Their biggest fuck-up was moving it out of Hawaii, because that was the shit. Yeah, they should have left it in Hawaii, because, you know, yeah, why? that was exclusive. You Guys kind of cared. The they kind of cared about going there for the week. And it, you know what it was? Yeah, it was, it was for the players. The players got to take their families there and, and spend a week there and have a good time and you know, bullshit with other people. And it was more of a, uh, uh, like a family gathering than a fucking actual game, you know? And right. I, I think they took that away from the players and they shouldn't have done that. On the Hawaii thing, I think the reason they went away from it is because it be, it just became a burden for everyone and the infrastructure's really shit and people stopped showing up to the game to the point where Aloha Stadium in Hawaii, they're actually renovate like they're they're sinking like millions and millions of dollars into it right now to renovate it for the University of Hawaii and the bowl games and all that stuff. And maybe it might get a Pro Bowl again in the future. That'd be cool. Um, just jumping back now to what we first started talking about, uh, guys who are sitting this weekend. Uh, the Rams announced that Carson Wentz will start Sunday against the 49ers. The team is resting Matthew Stafford because they've already clinched the playoff spot. Um, Browns quarterback Jeff Driscoll will start Sunday versus the Bengals in place of Joe Flacco. P.J. Walker will be the backup because the Browns have clinched a playoff spot as well. Uh, with the Chiefs locked into the third seed, Patrick Mahomes will not play on Sunday the char uh, against the Chargers. They will start Blaine Gabbert. So that Chiefs offense should look absolutely stellar. Um, Trevor Lawrence. So obviously we know the Jaguars are playing for the division this weekend. Um, practice in a limited basis today. He is considered day-to-day. -day. They have he's absolutely playing. no idea whether or not he's going to play Sunday he's yet. Playing. That's going to be a big one to watch. Because if for some reason he That's probably the only it. game that you're going to be able to watch this week that has any kind of meaning to it. Hold well, on. There's, a, there's a few of them. There's a few. There's a few of them. There's a few of them. There's like five or six. Really? Oh, there there are some that I'm very excited for. Um, did anybody see the video on social media of uh, David Tepper taking a drink and throwing it out of his suite onto a group of Jaguars fans over the weekend? I sure did. Yep. As did I. And uh, the NFL came down and fined him three hundred thousand dollars for throwing that drink out of his sweet window onto some fans. Uh, and he released a statement today that he is deeply passionate about his team, 
and uh, regrets his behavior. Um, he should have let the security at the stadium handle issues that arose. And uh, he has a full respect for the NFL's code of conduct and accept the league's discipline. And he will not be appealing his $300,000 suspension. So that was a real good look for the Panthers. Bob wants to know if you're in Florida. Bob, I am indeed in Florida. Yes, I am. I think Bob, I don't know if he's still there, but he was there at one point. Bob, Bob's Fort Florida. Myers, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Right, right in the backyard. Yeah. Uh, should we get into this weekend's games? Because I think a lot of people feel the same way Uncle Sam does, that none of these games are relevant. But there are quite a few that are. Bruce, cue up the playoff machine. Oh, we're doing the playoff machine right now. Yeah. We'll we'll oh, pick them your we'll week. pick them in your order. We'll pick them in your order. But he's okay. gonna input the data into the playoff machine and unveil it at the end. Got it. Sounds good to me. So knock yourself out. Here we go. Are you guys ready? We're ready. Now, can you believe this is the last time we're picking a full slate of games this year? Does it feel like it just started? It does feel like it just started. All right. Here we go. First things first, we have a... Divisional game. The Pittsburgh Steelers are heading to Baltimore to play the Ravens. Now, currently, Pittsburgh's third in the AFC North at 9-7. and seven. Baltimore has locked up everything that they needed to lock up at 13 and three. Now Pittsburgh is a three point favorite in this game with a lot of guys out for the Ravens. Obviously Lamar Jackson is not playing. Odell Beckham is not playing. Um, Zay Flowers is not playing. Half their starting offensive line isn't playing. Kyle Hamilton's not playing. So essentially, we're getting a Pittsburgh team going into Baltimore to play a Ravens team that's not playing anybody. So what do we think happens here? Does Baltimore's backups beat Pittsburgh? This game does matter for Pittsburgh a little bit because I'm pretty sure they're not eliminated yet. We we ran it. They need help, but they can but they can still get in. They, they, have they to need win. help. In fact, they I think they, they have the tiebreaker yeah. over – they might even have it over Buffalo or Miami or something like that. They have it over some interesting teams, so they do need to win. So what do we think? Uh, Pittsburgh is three-point favorite over under 35. I'm picking Baltimore. I'm picking Baltimore to cover, and I'm picking the under. But you two both have Pittsburgh, I'm right? taking Pittsburgh and uh, the under. Uh I'm going to take Pittsburgh here as well. I'm going to take the over. Um, so the scenarios needed for the Steelers to make the playoffs is they, one, have to win. And the Bills have to lose to the Dolphins. Um, or Ra the Steelers win, Jaguars lose to the Titans. Steelers wins, and the Texans and Colts tie. So... If Miami beats Buffalo or the Jaguars lose, a Pittsburgh win puts them into the playoffs. So there, there is still a chance. I'm going to take Pittsburgh in this game. They, it just matters more to them. And at the end of the day, I, if Baltimore was smart, I would not play anyone. 
Anybody who is relevant shouldn't play in this game. Give me Pittsburgh and give me the over. This That's a Saturday game, too, by the way. Saturday at 4.30. We got two Saturday games. The second one is probably the biggest game of the week. I mean, this as is far two as games right off the rip that matter. What you talk two about games, games off the rip that matter. The two Saturday games right off the rip are have massive AFC playoff implications. Well, the first one, not massive, but the second one's massive. Massive. The Houston Texans are heading to Indianapolis to play the Colts. Both these teams are 9-7. and seven. Both these teams are fighting for a playoff spot and possibly a division championship if Jacksonville loses this week. Um, Houston is a one-point favorite. The over-under in this game, 47.5 points. What do you guys think? Texans Houston in the over. Houston in the over. Texans to win, Texans to cover. I like the over. Straw boys till I die. Straw boys stand up. So for playoff machine purposes, we're going Houston. I'm going to take Indianapolis to win this game and to cover this game. Um, it this is this game to me feels like Indianapolis for some reason this year should have been a write off, but they're a team of destiny. They beat Houston once in the uh, the second week of the year. I just I think that Indianapolis right now is looking a little bit more polished. A lot of these guys for Houston are still pretty banged up. Um, I'm, go- I'm going to take Indianapolis hesitantly, especially with Zach Moss possibly not playing. But I'm going to take them hesitantly. I'm going to take them to obviously cover the minus one. And I'm going to take the over in this game. I think you're going to see both these teams put up a shitload of points. It's going to be a field goal game at the end. But I think that Indy right now is in a better position with their health and everything else to win this game. And honestly, Gardner Minshew's been just playing good football. So Little ass boy, Gardner Minshew. What was that? There's this video from last week of of, uh, Max Crosby. Every time he was near Gardner Minshew, he just kept calling him a little ass boy. It's kind of funny. Next up, we have a divisional game. The Cleveland Browns are heading to Cincinnati to play the Bengals. Cincinnati's eight and eight, and at the bottom of the AFC North, Cleveland eleven and five, and second in the AFC North. Cincinnati is a seven-point favorite in a game where Cleveland's pretty much resting everyone. The over-under is 37 and a half. Uh, real quick, Amari Cooper is out in this game. Uh, their kicker is out. Miles Garrett is out. Uh, obviously, Joe Flacco not playing. T. Higgins doubtful for the Bengals. What do you guys think is going to happen here? I'm still – I. I... Don't have it in me to not pick the Browns. A lot of their guys on defense are still playing, so I'm going with yeah. the Browns. And Bengals I like the under. are already eliminated as well. I like the Browns and the under. Yep. Cleveland I'm going to take Cincinnati under. to win a cleanup game. Um, just because. I mean, they should cover. They should win. Cleveland's not playing anyone. I'm going to take Cincinnati, playing for a little bit of pride, playing for a winning season. Give me Cincinnati in that game. 
That is fun. And uh, I'll take the over. Next up. The Minnesota Vikings are coming to Ford Field on Sunday at 1 p.m. to play our very own Detroit Lions. Detroit, a three-and-a-half-point favorite. The over-under is 46. Detroit not really resting anybody in this game. Uh, Injury report, James Houston is out. Jamison Williams is out. And tight end Brock Wright are out for the Lions. Uh, Benito Jones is questionable with the flu. C.J. Gardner-Johnson could play. I really don't see it happening. Uh, And Aleem McNeil is questionable as well, coming off injury. Um, The Vikings have a few guys out, a couple of corners and some offensive linemen. But the Lions are in a scenario where they could take the two seed, correct? Yeah. um, I think that's why a lot of guys are playing is – the two seed shapes up with with the 4 p.m. slate. The Eagles, who have a lot of guys resting, have to beat the Giants, and then the Cowboys have to beat the Commanders in a game that they lost in last year, arguably Ron Rivera's last game, and uh, it's in it's in Washington as well, which I think Dak plays pretty poorly outdoors on the road in December. So um, it's it's not a gimme for either of those teams. The way the Eagles are playing, uh, compounded with the the injuries, what the Giants have done the last couple weeks. Um, so yeah, technically the Lions can win and put pressure on the other two teams and come out with the two seeds. And you know what? I think Karma fucking owes the Lions. I agree. I I'm taking the Lions to win this game and to cover it. Uncle Sam, Lions and uh, under. Yeah, I think since since a lot of guys are playing, which I don't know how smart it is, they do have something to play for though. I you know, I I like the guys that are out and I'd I'd really like if they held out Rag now and I'd really like if they held out Decker. Um, but CJ Gardner Johnson slated to play, Ali McNeil slated to play, still no Houston, like you said. I think the Lions have a very poor taste in their mouth after what happened on Saturday. And they're gonna take it out. Like the in in the past, the and the Vikings are technically still in it too. They're technically still alive. In the past, the Lions were the team that everyone had to walk over in order for things to happen. And I think they're just gonna put the rest of the division on the body bag. Get to twelve wins for the second time in franchise history. I'm taking the Lions to win. I'm taking the, the Lions to cover. And I truly believe the over is gonna hit this time too. Yeah. So for for um, for Minnesota to make the playoffs, they have to beat Detroit. The Bears have to beat the Packers. Cardinals have to beat the Seahawks. The Falcons have to beat the Saints. And the Panthers have to beat the Buccaneers for Minnesota to make the playoffs. A lot has to happen. So I don't think that's all going to happen. I don't even think part one of that's going to happen, which is the Vikings beating the Lions. So, um we can essentially eliminate Minnesota. Uh, next up, we have a divisional game. The Jacksonville Jaguars are heading to Nissan Stadium in Nashville to play the Titans. Titans are five and eleven and fourth in the AFC South. Jacksonville nine and seven with everybody hot on their tail, but still in first place in the AFC South. Jacksonville a four point favorite in this one. Over under is forty one. Uh, Christian Kirk questionable fresh off IR Zay Jones questionable Trevor Lawrence questionable Jamal Agnew questionable for the Jaguars 
As far as the Titans go, Will Levis is questionable to play with a foot injury, so you might get some more Ryan Tannehill. Um, what do we think happens here? Jacksonville's probably been the most inconsistent team in football as of late. Uh, they lost four straight before beating Carolina last week. What do we think is going to happen? Jacksonville needs this one, and they played pretty well against a bad team last week. I think they're going to play pretty well against a bad team this week, and I think Trevor Lawrence plays. That's a big deal. And from what I understand, Will Levis is not going. It's going to be Tannehill. Um, so uh, I'm going to go with the Jags to win, the Jags to cover, and give me the over in this one. I agree. Jags to win, Jags in the over. Uh, Ryan Tannehill will start. Will Levis is out. That's as of like a half hour ago. So, Will Levis out, Tannehill starting. Give me Jacksonville to win, Jacksonville to cover. I'm going to take the under in this game. I don't think Tennessee is going to do much. Jacksonville needs it. And usually when teams, like like you said, they're playing a bad team, and when they need it, they should be able to get it. Next up, we have a divisional game. The New York Uncle Sam's New York Jets are heading up to New England to play the Patriots in Foxborough. New England, a one and a half point favorite. The over under 30 and a half points. Both these teams mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. Uh, the Jets today voted Aaron Rodgers as the most inspirational player on their team. Uh, after his miraculous comeback that never he, that he never actually came back from. Zach Wilson out in this game with a concussion. Uh, so it looks like his time as a Jet is coming to an end. Uh, obviously, we get the Zappy show again as far for the, from the Patriots uh, in what could be Bill Belichick's last game as Patriots head coach. Uncle Sam, what do you think? The Patriots. Well, I mean, what, what what are they playing for? Just what are these the two teams playing for? I mean, Bella, what do they got, the second pick or the third? New England right now is the second pick. Why win it? Because it's Bill Belichick. It's the yeah, but they, I think they want to stay in that second pick, no? I mean, you think they're good enough to beat them? So, so here's the, the thing. Here's the thing. If Belichick teams always play hard yeah, and they're man. always that's, prepared, that's what scares me. They're always Ticket. prepared no matter oh, no. what. And Hold from on. what we Washington. understand, from what Washington we beat them out last week, so they have the three right now. He's not going to be there, and especially if he's taking over for one of these teams, like he's rumored to Washington. So if he's taking over for the Commanders, I'm sure he'd rather give the Patriots a win to go out and get a better pick for the Commanders. Right. That's my guess. All right. So I'm taking uh, New England and the under. Give yeah, me the same. Patriots, baby, and I'm going to take the under as well. I think the Jets are going to have a real bed shit game this week. Uh, a lot of people are going to be wondering if Amu Bob is actually going to be back next year after this one because I think the Jets are just going to get shit on. I think New England actually comes out and has a really nice game. Zappy looks good, and it clicks for them like it has, you know, uh, like it did against Denver. And honestly – Buffalo last week, we talked about it already, but they should have won that game too. I think the Patriots are playing the best football they've played all year right now. Give me New England to beat the Jets. And I'm going to take the over. Same. Patri Patriots, the under. 
Patriots to cover. Same reasons you said. I, th- I think things are just in more disarray than we think for the Jets. And this is Belichick's swan song, and it's in Foxborough too, correct? Yeah. This is in Belichick's Foxborough. swan song, so I think it. I think it matters. I genuinely think it matters. Next up, we have a divisional game. This is a big one for me. This is a big one. The Dirty Birds from the ATL are heading to the Superdome in NOLA to play the Saints. Atlanta 7-9 and and third in the NFC South. New Orleans 8-8 second in the NFC South. Both these teams still fighting for playoff spots. New Orleans is a three-point favorite. The over-under is 42. Zolo, what do you think? Yeah, I don't think the Saints are choking this one out, personally. Um, I think the Saints are going to win. They've looked better in recent weeks. That was a big win last week. And we ran on playoff machine. There's actually a chance that two South teams could get in. It would take Rams, Seahawks, and Packers all losing to make it happen. So the Saints have a lot to play for between the division and maybe even getting in on top of that. So I'm going to go with the Saints. I'm going to go with the over, surprisingly. Um, But I'm going to go with the Saints. I'm going to take the Saints and the under. All right. Here it comes. Let's let's just be real here. Atlanta, it's been back and forth, right? Last week they lose to, to Chicago by 20. The week before they beat Indianapolis by 20. Then they lose to Carolina in a 9-7 showdown. They give Tampa Bay a great game. Then they beat the Jets the week prior. I'm sticking with my dirty birds here. I think that they win this game. They go to the playoffs. We get the Taylor Heineke slash Desmond Ritter show. Arthur Smith saves his job. And Atlanta goes on to lose in the first round of the playoffs. Give me Atlanta to cover, to win. I am going to take the over in this game as well. I think both these teams are, are going to be putting it all on the line, and they should score some points. But it's good. It's every other week for Atlanta when you're going to get good football and you're not. And last week, last week was not good football. So I think you get good football out of Atlanta this week, and I think that they make it into the playoffs barely and then lose in the first round. You wild. You're just, you got a Mike Evans jersey on. You got fucking... Well, you absolutely wild for that. <laughs> just, are you sure you want to risk your record in, in, in place of just dying on a certain hill? Okay, if the Falcons win, they have a 45% chance to make the playoffs. If I fart, I have a 45% chance to take a shit. <laughs> okay. Either way, you got to remember With a Bears win, okay, with a Bears win, the Falcons could be in. That's all I'm going to say. All they got to do is win. Next up, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers heading to Carolina to play the Panthers. Carolina coming off of an absolute molly whopping by Jacksonville last week, 26 to nothing. Um, Tampa, this game is essentially for the division. Tampa, a four and a half point favorite. 
Over under is 37. Baker Mayfield questionable to play in this game with a rib injury. Carlton Davis has not cleared concussion protocol yet. Uh, as far as the Panthers go, nothing really all too glaring. Uh, like I said, Tampa, four and a half point favorite. Over under is 37. I'll take a tap on the over. Same, Tampa in the over. Baker's healthy. He's he's practiced the last two days. He's looked good. They, I mean, it's they control their own destiny. And last week was a bit of a lapse. I thought it was interesting, and it's something to keep an eye on. And the Panthers have been playing better, but I like Tampa. Give me Tampa. Give me the over. Tampa wins the South. Uh, I'm going to take Carolina in this game. Oh, Harvard you're fucking wild. And uh, you, are on a Blake Evans jersey. you are on absolute rock. Uh, I'm wearing this Mike Evans jersey, and this is what needs to happen for, for the Falcons to, to get into the playoffs. For the Fal- one, for the Falcons to get into the playoffs, and two, for Tampa to let Mike Evans walk, let him go somewhere with you know a respectable head coach and a decent front office, and maybe get rid of Todd Bowles. So, so I'm just wearing that jersey to set him free. Is that what you're telling I'm, us? I'm wearing this jersey to set him free. Yes. Give me Carolina to cover. Give me Carolina to win. Give me the under. I've said it all year that Tampa needed to fall apart at some point. I had them as a two-win team before the season. I think it happens in the most grand stage. Carolina needs a bounce-back game after getting mollywhopped last week. They get to three wins on the year and send the Falcons to the playoffs. Give me Carolina. Can you fucking believe this guy right now? You believe this guy? Delusional. Delusional game. Math ain't math. Next up, we have a... Fuck. Divisional game. (laughs) The Chicago Bears are heading up to Lambeau Field to play the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay 8-8 in second place in fighting for a playoff spot. Chicago 7-9 in fourth place. Green Bay is a three-point favorite. Over/under is forty-five. Zolo, are those shit? You had the Bears as the biggest shit bucket team before this year started. Do they make it? Do they make it to eight and nine to finish off the year? It's a bigger picture conversation. Um, I don't. I personally don't think it has anything to do with fields, like a lot of people want to get on their knees for, because they haven't really beaten anybody good other than the Lions. I said that last week. I genuinely do believe because the Bears defense has been a t- it's been a top 10 defense since November. It's been that good and that is something that causes lots of problems for Jordan Love is ball hawking cornerbacks. The Bears have two of them. The Bears have two of them. My heart is telling me one thing. My head is saying that there's no fucking way the Packers choke this. They need this. They're at home. They're not going to let it happen two years in a row. They're going to the playoffs. They played well last week, but I also looked to how bad they were against the Panthers, how bad they were against the Giants, how bad they were. They've had bad stretches here at the end of the year, and I just think Chicago's been playing so fucking well. Their defense has been playing so well, and Fields has been doing just enough, if not more, every week. I'm going to pick the Bears. 
I'm going to pick the Bears in this one, and I don't know what that means for the Packers. We'll find out in about 15, 20 minutes here. But I think the Bears are good enough to win this game. I think they're the team that's playing better football. And I said it the other they're day on the home. show. We it's in it's at Lambeau. Yeah, it's not in Chicago. I don't care. It'll be cold and shitty. I'm taking the Bears. You you missed it when I when we did playoff machine the other day. But I think the Bears are probably really fucking pissed off that Aaron Rodgers sent a text to Jordan Love after week love week one, saying thanks for keeping good job keeping the ownership alive, meaning the Chicago Bears. And I think the Bears are going to be fucking pissed. I think they're going to come out on fire, and I think the Bears are going to win. I genuinely do. I agree. Give me Chicago to win, Chicago to cover, and give me the under in this game. I agree with all of you. Packers have been inconsistent at best. I think next year, Green Bay is a playoff team going into the season. I think that they'll get a lot of these kinks worked out. Uh, we'll see if Matt LaFleur will be back if they lose this game and end the year 8-9 and nine and possibly miss the playoffs. But Green Bay is in a win-in-your-in situation, and I don't think that they're ready for Chicago with the football that Chicago's been playing right now. In the last five games, Chicago is 4-1, and one, and that one loss was by a field goal to the Cleveland Browns, who everybody is hot on right now on this show besides myself. But the inconsistency from the Packers just has me nervous, and we haven't seen it from Chicago right as of late. So give me the Bears to cover, to win, and I'm going to take the under. I just, again, it's Lambeau Field. It's going to be cold and shitty. And I think Chicago's going to be able to run the ball better than, than Green Bay. A.J. Dillon is out for the Packers as well. Not, I don't know if that sways anybody or changes anything. Um, but, yeah. And they still might not have Christian Watson. And they still might not have uh, Wicks is questionable. Jaden Reed is questionable. Half their entire receiving core is banged up right now. So it, I'm it gonna begs the question. We'll get to it on playoff machine, but I want to know what you guys think about the Packers when we're done with playoff machine. That's fine. Sounds good to me. Next up. We have a divisional game. The Denver Broncos are heading to Las Vegas Strip to play the Raiders. Is there does, does does Denver still have that six percent chance or whatever to make the playoffs or have they been eliminated? No, I th- I think they're toast. Um, obviously the Raiders are toast. Uh, and yes, I just double checked. Broncos are toast as well. Denver eight and eight in second place. Las Vegas seven and nine and in third place. Vegas a three point favorite in this game as Jarrett Stidham is still the starting quarterback for the Denver Broncos. Over-under is 37. So Vegas a three-point favorite. Over-under is 37. Uh, Mike McGlinchey also out for Denver. Uh, Josh Jacobs officially now, it just came out a few minutes ago, out for the Raiders, as is Michael Mayer. So meaningless game. What do we think happens? Jarrett Stidham sounds like the name of a butt plug brand. Go ahead, Uncle Sam. You can pick it first. I'm going to take the Raiders and the under. I'm with Uncle Sam. Raiders in the under. I think the Raiders have gotten a lot better over the last couple weeks. I think that's not a coincidence. Aiden O'Connell played hella good last week. Going with the Raiders, and I'm going with the under. Uh, It's going to be a clean sweep. Raiders and the under in this one. That means you guys should for sure pick the pick. For sure bet the Broncos, yeah. 100%. I just, the guy, the guy, 
he's gonna get he needs the job, and I think that Mark Davis is stupid enough to not give him the job based on losing this one game, even though he's done a great job uh, for the last nine ten weeks here. So I just think that Antonio Pierce and his team both know that this is an important game and they're going to play like it. Next up, we have a divisional game. The Philadelphia Eagles are heading back to MetLife Stadium to play the new York Giants. Philadelphia, a four-and-a-half-point favorite in this game as they play for the division. Over-under is 42. Giants are 5-11, and 11, but have played their best football of the year since Tyrod Taylor was at the helm. They gave Philadelphia and the Rams everything in the last two weeks after getting blown out by New Orleans three weeks ago. Is there a chance? Is there a chance with the way that Philadelphia has been playing that the Giants can pull this out? Uncle Sam. Especially with all the injuries. Go ahead, Uncle Sam. Hold on. Injury report real quick. DeAndre Swift questionable with the flu. Devonta Smith out. Darius Slay out. Um. No, nobody real big for the Giants. Hurts playing or no? Uh, let me double check that real quick. I don't quick. think he's playing, is he? No, they're they're fighting for the division, so he is. Playing. I think he. I I yeah. haven't seen anything that he's not playing. Yeah, he's I'm playing. gonna take Philly in the. Uh, what is it? Four and a half. Four and a half. What's the uh, point? Forty-two. We'll take Philly in the under. I'm going to go with the Giants. I'm picking the Giants. I think that Tyrod presents just enough problems for the Eagles' defense, and I think the Giants' defense has played relatively well the last couple weeks. They shut down a better offense than the Rams' offense, in my opinion, last week. And um, even though the Eagles need this one, I think that the Giants are going to cause fits for the Eagles, and things are just in disarray in Philly. You know, I don't think there's just some magical we're going to button it up after losing to the Cardinals. I think there's substance to it. I think there's something to it. And Brian Dable is a very good coach. And good coaches, when they smell blood in the water, they attack. So I'm going with the Giants. I'm going with the under. I'm going to take Philadelphia to win. Philadelphia uh, to cover that four and a half. And I'm going to take the over. Um it, it this is the thing. Philadelphia has played really, really bad football as of late. And could this go on? It's not one of those times where I'm gonna say this can't go on forever, because this could go on forever. But if they lose this game, if Philadelphia they've lost to the Cardinals, they've lost to, they lost to Dallas, Frisco, Seattle, in, in bad fashion in some of those, right? And then last week you lose to one of the bottom two teams in the league. But but it hasn't cost them all that much yet. They still have a chance to win the division. They're still in the playoffs no matter what. And realistically, if they could start, if they could find a way to play good football here and bring the morale up around this whole team, they go into the playoffs with a win, even though it's been bad. That's what they need right now. I'm going to take Philly to cover, Philly to win, and I'm going to take the over in this game just because that Giants offense has manufactured points as of late. Next up, we have a 
divisional game. The Seattle Seahawks are heading down to the desert in Arizona to play the Cardinals. Cardinals 4-12. and 12. All they can do is worsen their draft stock at this point. Seattle 8-8. Eight and eight. Fighting for a playoff spot. Seattle, a three-point favorite. The over-under is 47.5 points. Um, Seattle has a ton of guys banged up. Uh, I'm not going to go through all of them, as does as does Arizona. Arizona coming off the biggest win of the year for them uh, against Philadelphia. Uh, Uncle Sam, what do you think happens here? I'm going to take the Cardinals in the over. So you have the Cardinals eliminating the Seahawks from the playoffs. Yes, I do. Wow. Zolo? I think he's on to something, but I'm not going to bite. But I could totally see the Cardinals winning this game. They've played well. Um, I think that the game's in Seattle, correct? Oh, no. The game is in Arizona. Uh, it's not like it matters. That's one of, that's one of the small – there's no road advantage to going to Glendale. Um, I'm going to go with the Seahawks because there's hope with them. Um, I don't think they ultimately get in, but I think there's a sliver of hope and it's enough for them to, to have a shot at it. Um, and therefore I'm going to go with the Seahawks and give me the over, give me the over. I think there's going to be some points in this game. Everyone's going to leave it all out there cause it might be their last games. Yeah. So, um, yeah, if Seattle wins Kyler's and Green Bay loses, yeah. what, what? I said, you don't know where these guys are going to be after this year. What's his name could be gone uh, uh, for Seattle. Geno Smith. Geno Smith will probably be gone. Kyler Murray could be packing his bags. Nobody knows what's going on. No, nobody yeah. does. Uh, so Seahawks win. Green Bay loses. Seahawks uh, are in. Seahawks, Seahawks have to win to get in. Okay. And then they need a lot of other things to happen. They need a Green Bay loss. And um, I'm going to take Seattle only for the fact that the scumbag, the scumbag is going to get this team into the playoffs somehow. I think that they do it. I think that they beat Arizona. Arizona is playing really good football uh, over the last like two weeks. So I'll give it to them. But Seattle's going to win this game. They've got to. Pete Carroll needs this one. And again, you don't know where any of these guys are going to be next year. Give me Seattle to win, Seattle to cover, and I'm going to take the under in this game. That 47 and a half is a lot of points for me. Give me the under and give me Seattle. Next up, we have a divisional game. The Kansas City Chiefs are heading to SoFi Stadium to play the Chargers. Uh, the meaningless game. The Chargers are a three and a half point favorite. Over under is thirty five. Uh, can Easton Stick beat Blaine Gabbert? Um, I don't think so. I'm going to still take the Chiefs, and I'm going to take the. Uh, I'm going to take the over. Go ahead. I'm going to take Chiefs in the under. Yeah, I'm going with Chiefs in the under as well. Uh, too much disarray for the Chargers. Get it over with. Get the whole thing over with. Get the show on the road. What if Easton Stick beats the Char the, the Chiefs? So, oh, wouldn't that just be awesome? It'd be fantastic. Next up, we have a divisional game. 
the Rams of Los Angeles are heading up Pacific Coast Highway to play the San Francisco 49ers. 49ers 12 and 4, and they are officially the one seed in the NFC. The Rams 9 and 7 and have clinched a playoff spot as well. San Francisco a four-point favorite. The over-under is 41. Matt Stafford not playing in this game. We get to see Carson Wentz. Uh, as far as the 49ers go, it doesn't look – oh, Christian McCaffrey is not playing in this no, game. No Purdy. Uh, a, and there is also no Brock Purdy. So I don't think uh, uh, Cooper Elijah Cup – No Cooper Cup, no Kieran Williams. Um, there's a we few have the guys. watered-down version of both of these teams. Yeah. So oh, who's watered-down is better than who's watered-down? Frisco and the over. I like San Francisco, and I don't know. That 41's tricky. Usually backups don't come in against each other and light it up. I'm going to go with the under, but I like San Francisco to win and San Francisco to cover. I'm going to take the Rams to cover, to win, and I am going to take the under in this game as well. Uh, no Christian McCaffrey, no Elijah Mitchell. I, I And, you know, realistically, remember when we saw Baker come in last year and he kind of, you know, had the Rams sparked up for, you know, a couple of weeks? Maybe Carson Wentz could do the same thing. I'm not that high on it, but either way, it don't really matter. I'm going to take the Rams to cover, to win, and uh, San Francisco finishes 12-5. and five. Next up, we have a divisional game. The Dallas Cowboys are heading to Washington to play the Redskins. Dallas, a 13 point favorite. Over under is 46 and a half. Dallas playing for all the marbles for the division champions to essentially to show that they deserve to be there. And win the division, keep Philadelphia in a wild card spot, and, and shake this whole thing up. Coming off of that Lions game, how do we feel about Dallas here? That 13 is a big number. So in this game last year, which I think it was, you'll have to fact check me, but I think it was the same exact way as they closed the season last year, which was at Washington, and they choked um, if I remember correctly, you, you, do you guys remember this? Yeah. Is that yes, what happened? I did. did I get that right? Yep. Supposedly yeah. they've, they've practiced this week as if it's their Super Bowl and have taken it very seriously. I really badly need Dallas and Philly to lose just to cause problems. I don't think Dallas is losing. I don't, I think they know what's at stake. They know what's on the line and they're coming off a rough couple weeks. They should, they did lose last week. They lost to the Lions. They lost to the Bills. They lost to the Dolphins. And they need this one. Like, there's teams that need the gimmies, and they need to win this division because that'll change a major narrative for them. So I think the Cowboys win. I think they win soundly. I think they cover. And give me the over, surprisingly. I'm going to take Dallas in the over. Take the Cowboys in the over. I'm going to take Dallas in the over. Um... I think Dallas mops the floor with Washington this week. And everything that Dallas wanted to do falls right into place. And then they lose in the first round of the playoffs. But either way, give me Dallas to win, Dallas to cover, and give me the over. Last but not least, a game 
that decides the division. One that I don't think this con- I don't think we ever thought we'd be having this conversation two months ago. But the Buffalo Bills are ten and six and second in the AFC East, and the Miami Dolphins are eleven and five and in first place. Miami riddled with injuries across the board. Uh, Bradley Chubb out, Xavier Howard out, Jalen Waddle out, Raheem Mostert questionable. It's everybody for them. Tariq Hill's house burned down on Wednesday, and he was at, there and he showed up there in a walking boot. That's the kind of issues that we have with the Dolphins right now. The team is beaten, battered, and bruised, um, and the line reflects that. Buffalo, a team that we didn't think was making the playoffs six weeks ago, is now favored to win this game. Buffalo, a two-and-a-half-point favorite. The over-under is 48-and-a-half. Zolo, let me know what you think. Oof. I ugh, I changed my mind on this one back and forth. Um, but I genuinely believe that Buffalo has not played well enough the last two weeks to win this game. I know Miami has a ton of injuries. And I, you know me, as much as I love the Dolphins, I've been very low on them. Um, one would say defer to experience on this one, which would put Josh Allen in over Tua. That being said, I think Tua has enough pieces to win a big game. He's still got Tyree Kill. He's still got A-Chan. I think A-Chan's better than Mostert, personally. Um, the defense is missing some pieces. They're they're going to be affected by not having Bradley Chubb. But if this is the Buffalo that's just running the shit out of the ball like they've been doing since, since Joe Brady took over, I think the tempo favors the Dolphins. They have an offense that could score quick and in droves. And it's hard to beat a team twice. Very reluctantly. If you ask me tomorrow, I could change my opinion on this totally, by the way. But very reluctantly, I'm going to go with the Dolphins. I think they win the division at home. Oh, the Dolphins in the over. Why? I think they're better. I'm going to take Buffalo to cover, Buffalo to win, and I'm going to take the over in this game. Um, I think the injuries for Miami have added up to a point where they're insurmountable. Uh, we saw a we saw a Miami team that was a shell of itself last week against Baltimore, and I get it. Baltimore is right now probably the best team in football, but uh, Josh Allen, there's been nothing but naysayers for him all year, us included. Everybody has talked all that shit about him, and in all reality, rightfully so. If he, if he comes out. It, uh, if he comes out and wins this game, everybody's got to shut their mouth. Um, and I think that he's going to shut everybody up. I don't understand what's going on with the Stefan Diggs thing. But I think he wakes up and somehow those two are able to steal the show. I'm going to take Buffalo to win, Buffalo to cover. I'm going to take the over and Buffalo ultimately wins this division. I, I think Buffalo loses this game and Diggs is gone after this year. I think Diggs is gone after this year regardless. I do too. But but if we're talking about this from a Josh Allen standpoint, all right, real, you're never going to get a worse Miami team than you're getting right now. That's it. Yeah, but they're, they're, they're at they're, home. They're at home. Somebody's going to come out of this game that you don't expect, and they're going to have a fucking huge game. Go ahead. Make the call now. Braxton Berrios, anytime touchdown. No, I'm not even talking about him. I, I I, I just think that A-Chain is very good. They're going to have a hard time with him, Buffalo. 
because they can't stop the run very well either. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Miami to upset them and win a division. As much as I'd love to see it, I just I don't I don't think it's gonna happen. Buffalo on a four game win streak. Their last loss was uh, was a three point loss to Philadelphia. Buffalo's yeah, they scraped football. out the last two wins. They gotten very lucky. Yes, they have. They have. Again, if Miami bounces back from they've a got, they've gotten as lucky as the Dallas Cowboys. If Miami bounces back from the shellacking they took against Baltimore last week, they will. With all those injuries and beats Buffalo, bounce back, dude. and on. beats Buffalo, and beats Buffalo. Uh, that's exact. I want that to happen. You gotta remember, I picked Miami's my Super Bowl pick right now. That's it. Tyreek Hill's gonna have a Tyreek Hill's gonna have a career day in this game. He saved a best one. Like the, best, the last game for the best. Watch. He's gonna have some stupid three hundred yard game. Uh he has one thousand seven hundred and seventeen yards. So there you go. Three hundred yards will put him at two thousand. He'll win the MVP. He's 283 yards. There you go. He could do it. Could do it. That Buffalo secondary is not that good. Even and with that DeMar. Is, that's our week. That's our week 18 slate. No Monday night football this week again either. Well, there is Monday night football. Let's break down. Let's break down the playoff machine now. Let's see where we're at with what we're going to have is the final thing. Let's pick the playoff games, and then I'm going to – I'll be here still, but I'm going to give the floor to Zolo so we can talk Michigan-Washington. Uh, Start with the AFC. What do you mean? Uh, I don't I'm, – I'm on a delay here, so oh, Zolo, start talking about the playoff machine. Yeah, so obviously the Ravens are locked into the one, um, and the way we have it – We'll have to, Bruce, you'll have to go through and repick them. But the way we have it right now, I mean, I disagree that the Steelers are going to win. But if the Steelers win and certain things happen, which is Buffalo loses, which I do think is going to happen. It's odd picks right there. Pick, pick the Ravens real quick just to see who gets it. If Is it Buffalo or is it the Colts that get it? It's Buffalo. Sorry, right, so go back to the Steelers. And then do what happen, see what happens if Buffalo uh, wins, if Buffalo beats the Dolphins. Wow, that's huge. Buffalo so, wins that game, they win a division. And the and the Texans get in no matter what. Right. Obviously, we know that, what Uncle Sam just said. We already knew that. If Buffalo wins, they win the division. Right. It's just what happens from there. The Texans get in no matter what, um, if that's the case. I don't think Miami Do, wants to go on the road and play fucking Kansas City either. Give the Steelers and the Bills the loss, and then who gets that seed? Oh, yeah. Is it the Steelers lost? Steelers lost and the Bills lost. Wow, so the Bills are sitting pretty no matter what happens. Bills are making it no matter what. Bills are in. I didn't really realize that. It's just the Texans bump up. I think this is the most likely scenario, personally. I think this is what happens because um, I don't think Pittsburgh wins. Um, but, yeah, Buffalo. I think Pittsburgh's – listen, if they're sitting all their guys – Baltimore sitting all their guys. I they're, still don't think they're that good, though. I, yeah, I, I think, think the I Steelers think they are just good haven't beaten some good teams. Sitting everybody, their defense is good. All right, switch it, switch it back, Bruce. Go, go, Ravens. I'm sorry, uh, go. Um, That's it. Yeah. All right. Cool. 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 So this is where we have it. So I we mean, have 
Jacksonville yeah. backing into the division championship. Good for them. I think they would get mollywopped by Cleveland. And honestly, Straw would have a very good shot going into Arrowhead. Love to see that. I agree that. with that 100%. That'd be a fun-ass game, Straw I'd like to see Mahomes. Pittsburgh go into Miami and see what they could do. I I think you guys are fucking way too high on Pittsburgh. They I, I just think they, no, listen, I they think, run the football think, and they play defense. If Pittsburgh goes into Miami week one of the playoffs, I think Miami's going to absolutely fucking mollywop Pittsburgh. Yeah. I have no, there's no question in my mind there. I might be higher than I should be on Buffalo right now, but I think Miami blows Pittsburgh out of the water at home. I think Houston gives Kansas City everything they got and win that game real late on a fucking field goal and somehow eliminate the Chiefs in, in the week one of the playoffs. And I think Cleveland absolutely Molly Watts Jackson. So then that would leave us with a Cleveland-Houston, or no, excuse me, that would leave us with a Houston-Baltimore-Cleveland-Miami divisional round in the AFC. I mean, who would we like between Houston and Baltimore? Obviously, I think Baltimore. Yeah, Baltimore. And then if we had a Cleveland at Miami game, I like Cleveland. Wow. I, that's the way these teams are playing right now. I might be with Uncle Sam. I might be with Uncle Sam. Miami would have to get healthy. Waddle would have to be back, which he's supposed to be coming back. Um, and um, I want to look Cleveland going to Baltimore and play fucking Baltimore for the AFC championship game. You could have that. Yeah. I think that's what it would be. You could easily have that's that. That's huge right there, too. I don't think Cleveland's Baltimore good, but I, I, there's not many teams. How fun would it be to see Cleveland and Houston go against each other? I know Houston's a bit of a facade right now, and they, like, they're hit or miss every other week, but a lot of their lack of success just came because Stroud wasn't there. Right. So... How fun would Cleveland and Houston would be a fun ass matchup? Yeah, I I hope Houston pulls I, that I division off somehow. Fun. The whole the whole series should be good. There's good matchups. Well, okay, hold on. Hypothetically, on time. Hypothetically, yeah. if Jacksonville loses, then Houston wins the division and Buffalo yeah. makes it in. I think Jacksonville, Jacksonville and Tampa out. are living on borrowed time. I agree. I am with you. Both of them. Yeah, you go to the All NFC right, in the now. NFC, we have Seattle at Dallas. Yeah. Los Angeles at Detroit and Philadelphia at Tampa Bay. Seattle's the only other team beside the Lions that have come close to beating Dallas at Dallas, so that's interesting. Yeah, that's a big game there. That's a big game. I'm taking Seattle in that game. Wow, I love that because if the Lions win, they would host a second playoff game no matter what happens. I'm taking Seattle in that game. Okay. Um... It's Mike McCarthy. It's Dak Prescott. It's a choke job against the scumbag. We could be very wrong about the Packers. Yeah. We could be very wrong. So, Bruce, give the Packers the win real quick. I have the Packers winning. Where are they at here? That's probably, in my opinion, that's the most likely outcome. There's So the Rams have this 75% chance to get the sixth seed, but it's tied to like some really crazy outcomes. I think the most likely outcome, again, I picked that game with my heart, the Bears-Packers game, and I think you guys did too. 
I yep. think the most likely outcome this weekend is Packers win, Rams lose, in which case the Packers would get the sixth and play the Lions. Any other outcome, if the Packers lose, the Rams lose, whatever, any other combination, it's the Rams getting the sixth. But the Packers control their own destiny. Right. Um, I just think that the Bears, I have a weird feeling about the Bears in this one. I, I really do. They're hot. Again, we can be completely wrong. The Bears are going to win because they, they have been playing very well. They've been playing well. well. They're deep, they, the they last have, five weeks they've been hot. Listen, they have what it takes to beat Jordan Love on the road. Yeah. It's that simple. Yeah. They have the pieces I agree. to do it. Question. Yes. Do we care if it's Los Angeles or Seattle going to Dallas week one of the playoffs? And that's no. and that's what I that's what I wanted to ask. You asked the question wrong. It's do we care if we get Green Bay or Los Angeles coming here in the first? Well, round? no. Because what I was going to say is I think Dallas loses a game at home in week one of the playoffs to both LA and Seattle. It doesn't matter for me. But what about and if they played the Packers? Do you think they would lose to the Packers? No, I think Dallas would beat the Packers. I think you're but, right. But if we go back to the way that we had it, where we have L.A. coming here, I just want to paint a picture real quick for everybody. Detroit has their best season in 30 fucking years. And now you have Matt Stafford. Every, everybody coming. forgets that we match up very well with the fucking Rams. I disagree with you. I don't 1, think so. I think, the, I, I think I we think match so. up better with the Rams than everybody else does. Disagree one thousand percent because because <laughs> as we just saw last week, remember offense. what happened when they went into the Are you saying the Lions? Are you saying the Lions have the best chance to beat the Rams over Correct. all the other teams? Correct. Uh, agreed with that over over the other teams, but I personally think that that's a nightmare matchup for the Lions. Nightmare I, matchup. I don't. Dude, I, can I, I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? Right yeah, go ahead. Ask the question. Sorry, we interrupted okay. you. Your uncle interrupted um, you. I didn't do it. Did anybody watch CD Lamb have a career day last week? Yeah, they. Yeah, one one play was on a guy that fell down. I d- he, guess what? If you take the ninety-two yard play out of it, right. he still take had almost one hundred and forty yards. One hundred and forty yards. So, so here's okay. here's the deal. Here's here's the deal with that. The Lions' defense is gonna look way di- if they play next Saturday, next Sunday, whatever. The Lions' defense is gonna look way different. It's going to have C.J. Gardner-Johnson. It's going to have Aleem. It's going to have Alu-Alu. And it's going to probably have James Houston. There's a good chance. Okay? So does that mean I'm I'm not scared of the Rams? No. I know what you're alluding to. There's a Cooper Cup and a Puka Nakua and a Kieran Williams back next week. But my thing is, let's start with Kieran Williams. One of The second best team against the run defensively this year is the Detroit Lions. Not worried about Kieran Williams. From there, they have the pieces. The, the Lions might have the best trio of safeties in the league at the moment. And uh, Melifonwu, we'll see what happens with Gardner Johnson and um, and Jerry Jacobs, or excuse me, um, Kirby Joseph. That might be the best trio of safeties in the league. There's a way, like Aaron Glenn was, we didn't talk about that list that came out yesterday about how Aaron Glenn is considered the number one future head coaching candidate for any defensive coordinator based on a poll of the players. Aaron Glenn has been good all year. It hasn't shown because I think this this defense hasn't been talented, but it's getting hot at the right time, and it went in and stopped Dallas in Dallas. It did a, it held the Cowboys to twenty points. Yeah, they held Tony Pollard to nothing, dude. Come yeah, on, dude. so so I, I I agree with you. Am I scared of as fuck of of Cooper Cup and of fucking and of Puka Nakua? Yes, a thousand percent. But I think the Lions' defense is hot at the right time. 
And then offensively, there's enough of a game plan where the Rams are going to struggle. Their defense is going to be on the field a lot of the time. They're not good against the run, the Rams' defense, surprisingly. Their secondary is decent. Yeah, okay. if Ed Johnson actually calls the right game, they should win this game. To, to, I, I agree with you, though. I agree with what you're alluding to. I would way rather play the Packers than play the Rams, if that's what you're alluding to. It matters. I think they destroy anything. Okay, well, I got Philly beating fucking Tampa. At home. They should. They should they beat should. Tampa. I got the Lions beating the Rams. And I, I agree with you. I, I think Seattle can beat fucking... Dallas. I'm still going with Dallas there, but I love where you guys' heads are at. Um, I just there's a scenario where Seattle doesn't even get in. Like again, this is all based on if the Packers. I, I, I think Dallas gets fucking bitched out in the first round. Sam, are I you think there? Dallas gets bitched out in the first round too. And right now, I know you guys probably just did this while I stepped away for a second. I think I would take the Rams to beat the Lions at home with the playoffs. No. I know I'm going to be public enemy number one for saying that, but no, I I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, you're not off, but no, I, I'm I'm that. still taking the Lions. So. I I don't think the Lions will let that happen. I don't. I don't think Dan Campbell will let that happen. Dan Campbell outcoached Sean McVay two years ago when they played. The Lions are a lot better team now. The Rams are good yeah. and their offense is rolling. But ple- by all means, who really doesn't want to let that happen. Jared Goff. No. Don't say Stafford. No. Brad Holmes. Yeah, Brad Holmes is another good example. There's a lot of people in the Lions camp that don't want that to happen. Yeah. I Sam, you're wearing a Mike Evans jersey. Do you think that that the Bucks would have any? Sh- well, no. I think you're fucking. You're on rock because you pick against Tampa all the time. Do you think the 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 Falcons? Or excuse me. Do you think the Eagles? Excuse me. Do you think the Bucks would have any shot at home against the Eagles? The way things stand Absolutely right not. now. Nope. I don't. Well, you uh, you think Jacksonville's got a better chance of beating Cleveland and then uh, Tampa's got beating Philly? No, I don't. I think Jacksonville's probably, realistically, right now, I think Jacksonville will be the weakest team in the playoffs. And there's always a wild card weekend upset. Sometimes there's one on each side. Right. So one of these high seeds. Well, that's why I took Dallas, Dallas to go out. For Seattle to beat Dallas in that first round, I think that's right a now. Upset. I have three upsets in the NFC. You have the you mean you have the low seed at winning and all those because I, I don't winning. think I don't think Philly okay. over I don't think Philly over Tampa is an upset. They have two more wins. It's just they didn't win their division. Yeah. I have the seven, six, and five winning. I'm scared of the Rams. I think like if if you put a gun to my head though, I would pick the Lions. The Lions have way more talent. They have way more assets. Um, I'm, I'm not worried. Like I, I'm taking Aaron Glenn in that chess match between Sean McVay and Aaron Glenn. I'm taking Aaron Glenn. And honestly, I think that th- this team is so fucking fired up right now that they would, after what happened against Dallas, they, they just wouldn't like they're. I think you're going to see a different Lions team over the next two weeks. I think you're going to see I hope, buck wild. I, you know what? I hope Dallas wins that game because I would love to see the Lions go in there and play Dallas. Mm-hmm. I would love to see that. Or in the perfect world, the Lions win this weekend. Philly and Dallas both lose. The Lions get the two. Dallas wins their opening round matchup, and then they have to come here. That's what I'm hoping for personally. Yep. Then they got to come up to old Detroit in January. Amen. Amen. Let's hope Brad Allen's not on that game. 
there's no scenario where I don't see the Niners losing the NFC. I don't I don't, I don't know about think, that. I don't think any team can challenge them. Dallas at their best can come close, but if if the Niners are at their best, it's not going to be nearly close enough. Do you see a scenario where Baltimore loses the AFC? They've been inconsistent. I mean, they've been really good the last month, but for the most part, they're an inconsistent team. So, yes. So, yes, I could see like a Houston. I could see a Cleveland, maybe. Maybe one of those. The dream dream scenario is is Joe Flacco going back to to Baltimore. Match with them in Miami. Why, I Miami think Baltimore crush him. Multiple, Miami's too banged up at this point. Yeah. For, for that game, they had Bradley Chubb. Yeah. They had Phillips. They had all those guys. They had a healthy Waddle. Yeah. I don't. I don't think they had Mostert, or maybe he had. He or not Mostert, hurt but. in that game, though. He wasn't. He wasn't himself. I right now. Right now, the only two teams I could see giving Baltimore a problem. And right now, I would still pick Baltimore would be Cleveland and Miami. Yeah. In the NFC, the only team I could see giving San Francisco a problem is Detroit. And I think I'd still pick San Francisco. Yeah. And I don't think the Lions get it. I mean, it depends on how the scenario works out. I don't know if they're going to get that far. But um, I'm with you on that. I'm both of those takes. I'm both of those. I, I think if the Lions can beat fucking the Rams, they have a good shot to go into. They have a good shot to go in there and beat San Francisco. If they can manhandle the Rams, they should be able to go in there and manhandle Frisco too. If 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 it comes down to that. I'm not this is the thing. All right. I'm not picking the Rams in that game because I think the Rams are a better team than the Lions. I'm <laughs> picking it because I think the narrative perfectly sets up. It's it's too it's too fucking perfect. Yeah. For the first time in 30 years, the Lions win the division. Matt Stafford, of all motherfuckers, comes back and beats him in round one. Well, if they if they beat L.A., then they're going to have to go to Dallas. And then the winner of uh, Tampa and Philly go to San Francisco. I don't see what you see on on the Rams being a better team, like more talented than the Lions. I don't I don't see that. Like, yeah, they got those sexy skill players. They got the sexy skill players, but that's the same Rams team that took a shit against a pretty untalented Giants team. I don't like the Rams. I don't like the Rams. I think the Rams have a few good matchups on the Lions. A few good men. I think the Lions are a better team, and I think the Lions are a more talented team, and the Lions should win that game. But the the issue is, at least today, I think the, the the narrative is too good for everybody. For Matt Stafford comes into Detroit and fucking beats the Lions after they made the playoffs for the first time in thirty years. That, listen, if if this is the Lions team that I've been harping on all year, and they are a different Lions team, if this is the team that I think they are, and they're different, and they bit they buck same old Lions, there is no way they're losing that game. No fucking way. I, it's, I don't think it's a shouldn't thing. I just think that if this is a different team, and it, you know and it I, is. I could, see, I could see them in a tight game, just like they were in Dallas last week, and then Dan Campbell will make some stupid call and blow it right at the end, and and they'll fucking lose to Matt Stafford. It Everybody all could just jump on the bandwagon to kill Dan Campbell. I want to see them play Minnesota this weekend to see how last week affected them. I, I again, 
this these get like there's get like Sam Laporta w- was in middle school when the Lions got fucking jo- or he was in elementary school when the Lions got fucking jobbed by the by the officials in Dallas. Like the, there's guys that haven't been here or they're so young that they don't even understand the culture. So all they know, like Sam Laporta and Jameer Gibbs, all they know is being a division champion. You know, Jared Goff has won almost everywhere he's been. He had a winning season last year, a winning season this year. I just don't think those stigmas carry over like they used to. And that's where the narrative comes in. Oh, you got to go through second to last boss and Matthew Stafford. Well, no, I think they're going to, if this is the team that shakes all that and they've shaken everything, they won their first division for the, they won the division for the first time in 30 years. So they've shaken all of those narratives. So this is the team that shakes narratives and they're resilient. Number one, they're going to look rock fucking solid this week and they're going to be clean and they're going to execute. And number two, I, I don't think the Rams would, their talent, like, yeah, you got two good receivers and you got a good running back, but you need more than that to beat the Lions. The offensive line's not that great. They're, it's banged up. Their secondary is a little suspect here. So... I don't think that, I don't um, think they could have any. They don't have that many guys to stay with them. I'm around St. Brown. No, That's personally, I mean, he no torched, team. He torched them the last time they played them. No team stays with Amon Ross St. Yeah. Brown. The Ravens came close. Yeah. The Ravens did a good job against it. Like you said, you can actually run on the Rams now, where you couldn't do that shit last year mm-hmm. or the year before. All right, even. pick our, pick a Deshaun Super Bowl. Robinson right? had like fucking. 10, 12 tackles in that game against the Lions. My Super Bowl is the it's the rematch in it, and I'm going with Baltimore over San Francisco. I don't think they're both going to make that. I don't. The odds I, say. I don't think so. I my, this history and the odds say you are right, even though it happened last I, year. I, I, you're I don't right. see that happening. I actually, I, I know this is going to sound stupid, but I I see uh, Cleveland playing playing San Francisco. Oh Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Oh, you're picking at you think Baltimore is the one that's going to take the shit? I think Baltimore's going to take the shit. They've just been too good the last 3-4 weeks. They're 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 going to slump somehow somehow some way toward the end here. Lions Browns. Huh? Lions Browns. Lions Browns, I hear you. <laughs> Give me San Baltimore over San Francisco. What? Baltimore over San Francisco. Okay. So you got the two ones going. Yep. Okay. Who's high? I'm Robbie. I have no idea. We got a new Robbie, fan, dude. What up? Okay. Robbie? <laughs> Let's do this. Let's do this. Uh, college football championship game. Washington playing Michigan. This is going to be a fun one because we have a big Washington fan here and a big Michigan fan. Big Washington fan, yeah. For, what, for fucking four months? <laughs> Since September? <laughs> Michigan goes into this one a four-and-a-half point favorite. The over-under is 56-and-a-half. Be the hater that you are. You want me to go? We're all waiting for Uncle Sam. You know what? Right. I'll pick it first so I can let you two duke it out. I'm going to take Michigan, and I'm going to take the under. What's the point spread again? Four and a half. The point spread. 56 and a half. I'm going to take Washington and the under. So poop. 
You know, last time Why? You've got to explain yourself when you're on Mike a show based on that Washington. One, dude, one dude's going to change that. Say that no, again. No, they got the receiver. They're, Washington's good. I promise you they're good. Say that again. Hey. They're not Sam? Good, <laughs> You've got to explain yourself as to why you're taking Washington over Michigan on a Detroit-based show. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You have to say something better than, I think Michael Penix is the best player in the, the country. Thank I think you. You, you, took, won the Heisman. you took the words out of my mouth. you got to do better than that. I think Michael that. Penix is the best player in the country. Yes. I, something I, 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 here, that. Okay. I Can I talk now or no? Floor is yours. Yeah? Okay. Here's the reason why I think. If uh, Michigan comes out the way they did last week and the way they did against last year against TCU, I, I see them getting into a hole that they won't be able to dig themselves out of. Um, their offenses are predicated around going down the field and making big plays. They're not going to win a shootout in Washington. They either control the line of scrimmage and win that way or they lose. So I'm going to take Washington, like I said, and the under, and uh, Michael Penix is the best football player in the country. <laughs> Should he have won the Heisman? Should have won the Heisman. Absolutely. <laughs> Not fucking, uh, what was his name? Jaden Daniels, who's on the sidelines during their bowl game instead of in there playing it and letting him win it. The fucking B team came in and won. I'm going to run through some football joke. I'm going to run through some stats. Oh, God, not stats. Team A has 66.30 total yards on the year. Team B has 52.98. Who's Team A and who's Team B? Uh, I'm going to guess Team B is Michigan. Team A is Washington. Yes, yeah, so they've outgained Michigan by about 1,500 yards this year. Team A has 37.6 scored points, uh, excuse me, uh, points per game. 37.6. Team B has 36.0 points per game. Who's Team A and who's Team B? Um, team B is Michigan. Team A is Washington. It's a 1.5 point per game difference. And remember, Michigan played, in the last month alone, Michigan played five of the hardest, de or four of the hardest defenses in the country. Four top five defenses. And they still have averaged 36 points per game on the year. Um, points allowed per game. Team A is 24.1. Team B is 10.2. Uh, team B is Michigan. Third down percentage. Team A is 46.5%. Team B is 44.8%. Team A is Michigan. Team A is actually Washington, but that's there's no edge. It's a, it's the same thing. These guys are both good on third down. Michigan, because they're typically on script and they're short yardage situations, and they have a quarterback that can execute and running backs that can get the yards and an offensive line that can help. And Washington, because they're just you know they they're able to get plays in chunks, so they're not a lot of third downs to begin with. Um, passing yards, Washington. Michael Penix is forty nine hundred. JJ McCarthy's at three thousand and sixty five. Rushing yards, Washington's at 17.30. Michigan's at 22.33 between both of their running backs. And I'm sure there's a small side of Orgy and, and, and McCaff, uh, McCarthy and Khalil Mullings as well. So Michigan obviously runs the ball very well. By the way, the Washington running back is slated to play. His foot is fine. Um, real quick, comparing the Michigan offense going against the Washington defense – Michigan's offense is number 45 in rush success, and Washington's defense is number 129, so the edge goes to Michigan. 
Uh, line yards, Michigan is 58. Washington is 132. Edge goes to Michigan. Pass success. So dropbacks. Michigan is number two in pass success in the country. Michael Penix is number eight. Or, uh, excuse me. The Washington defense is 18 defending the pass. So edge goes to Michigan. Created havoc on offense. Michigan is one. The trick plays, the havoc, the flea flickers. Michigan is number one. Washington is number 115 out of 132 defending it. Edge goes to Michigan. Finishing drives, getting points, making the most out of red zone opportunities. Michigan is 10. Washington's defense is 80 and letting other teams finish on them. Letting other teams finish on them. Um, Quality drives. Michigan is number four. Washington's defense is 45 against quality drives and then conversely the Washington offense versus the Michigan defense rush success Washington's actually very well underrated plot line is how good Washington is at running the ball Michigan's number eight at defending it Uh, Washington's number seven at running the ball there's no edge that's dead even line yards Washington's 52 Michigan's eight which means Michigan's defense is very good against the run pass success Washington is obviously six Uncle Sam hates stats. Listen, the gist is, I'm going to spare him. The gist is the analytics heavily favor Michigan. Washington has four wins above expected, which means there's four games that they should have choked. Michigan's number one in the country at .33 wins above expected. And that probably just came Monday in the Rose Bowl. That's the only game that they, they didn't have a shot in for a second. Whereas Washington has needed some help to get to where they are. I love Michael Penix. It's Michael been, Penix is twenty-one and zero in his last twenty-one games. JJ McCarthy is twenty-five and twenty-one and zero. JJ McCarthy's twenty-five and one. Twenty-one, twenty-one and zero. He hasn't so. lost. Wait, that would mean he has a national championship if that's the case. You know that, right? So he's got to have something somewhere in there. Regardless, these quarterbacks are—they're different. They're both great. They're both leaders. Washington is going to come down to exactly what Uncle Sam said. They're going to need Michigan to either shoot themselves in the foot or they're going to need to come out and they're going to have to keep scoring on a defense that doesn't let teams score on them very often. Um, I think it's going to be really tough for Washington to sustain that pace. They almost never do. That's why they fizzle out at the end of games. That's why the end of their games are close. I also think that Michigan has the pieces to create havoc, just like the stats said, to create lots of havoc against Michael Penix, meaning Michigan can switch to a cover three and still run man with their quarters, and Michael Penix is going to have to make business decisions at that point. And Michael Penix... He didn't throw the ball away last game, but he threw the ball away multiple times against Oregon. He threw away the ball against Arizona State. McCarthy should have threw an interception at his first pass of the game last week. Cool, that's one. If he does that again this week, they're done. So if he throws one interception, they're done? I'm just telling you, dude, if they come out and he's as shaky as he was last week, they're going to lose that game. I mean, his second half was... My opinion. His second, that's, that's fair. His second half fucking destroyed Michael Penix's second uh, his half. His second half, I, I mean... Including having a reception on, I, on a backwards pass. I, I will pass. say this, that, that... Including leading a game-winning drive against the number three defense in the country. Okay. Including anyway. getting a win in overtime. Uh, Michael Penix, all he does is win. That's it. That's all he does. He win. wins. This is my This is my. They beat only... an Oregon team that I think is better than uh, probably half the teams that Michigan played this year. They didn't beat them once. They beat them twice. Oregon is um, not better than Ohio State. Oregon's I, I not think better Oregon than Penn is better State. than Ohio State. Oregon is not better than Penn State. They're and better Oregon, than Ohio State and Penn State. And Oregon is Penn certainly— Penn State, you can't even— 
And you Oregon, can't sit there with a serious face and say that Oregon, Penn State, that, that plays Penn State defense. is better than Oregon. Penn State Come plays on, defense. Dude. And Oregon, Come on. Oregon is certainly not better than SEC champion Alabama. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. If SEC they were better. Champion, yeah. Oh, you're going to discredit well, Alabama? I'm not Michigan discrediting Alabama. You're going to discredit the SEC because that was your thing two months ago. That's why did, you didn't want to talk I about just discredit Alab- Did I discredit them at all? You were all? making gestures no, like you were. But I will say this. The undefeated team that said they got robbed out of being in the fucking game got pumble fucked 63 to fucking three. They had no business being in that game, Florida State. They needed to shut up. The team that should have been in this this whole race wasn't Texas. It should have been fucking Georgia. Then why didn't they win? That's why it they should play have the been games. Georgia. That's why they play the games. It should have been Georgia. You know that as well as I do. I agree with you 100%. Yeah. But, but Michigan, that's... Should, Michigan should have been playing fucking Alabama, and then fucking Washington should have played Georgia. What would what would Georgia have done to Washington? I'm just curious. Do you think Georgia would have beat Washington? I think that Georgia would have beat them. I agree, I, I agree with you. I think the SEC teams are are, are very good. We caught Nick Saban. You know what Nick Saban said? Yes, but hey. hold on, hold on, hold on. You think that the SEC teams are so good, but Michigan just beat Alabama, and now you're well, saying well, let, me, let me finish this. Let me finish what I was going to say before you start spouting there because you don't know what you're talking about. You know what Nick say? You know what Nick Saban said? That Michigan was huddling. It confused them. They didn't expect that because Michigan doesn't do that. They call their place from the line of scrimmage, and once they started huddling. It threw them off. They didn't know what to do. And that, that was kind of a weird statement from a fucking veteran coach that says they didn't know what to do and what to think because Michigan decided to start huddling. Now, now I don't know if they were trying to steal their signs. Connor Stallions was there. Uh, but who knows what was going on with that. So real they, quick. They, they, they played a good game last week, but their special teams were trash. And, and if they do that against Washington, they will lose. Their special teams were trash, and they still held the SEC champion to 20 points. All right, here we go. Well, what am I saying? All I said was this. If their special teams play the way they did last week, they'll lose. But so so all of your – first things first, I don't think you're off on Washington. I don't think yeah, you're off. Like they, could, they, could, they could totally win. I think win. Washington's a little better than people think they are. No, they're the number two team in the country. I think people think they're pretty good. Okay. That being said – all the reasons that you name why Michigan might not have a shot, they're all intangibles. If this, if this, if this, if this. They've been the most consistent team in the country, and that's the first like little bit of adversity they've faced on the field all year. They basically led. all like That's the first time they weren't leading in the second half of a game all fucking season. The ifs are on Washington's end. The ifs are if Michael Penix turns the ball over like crazy like he typically does. If Washington can't throw. He does. Yeah, Michael Penix turns the fucking ball over. Bitch. He throws the ball away and fumbles all the time. You keep saying he's your favorite player and all that, but I don't think you watched his games later in the year. There's a reason why Oregon was ranked in front of them. There's a reason why Oregon was favored over them. And it's it's the reason why they lost twice. Pardon me. Why did they lose twice? I, that's just because Penix outdueled them right but, at the end. But look at he what made he the did. Throws he had to make. No, he didn't outdo Oregon at the end they of the game. No, Come on, dude. Bo Nix had the ball in his hand at the end of the fucking huh? game to drive. Bo Nix had the ball in his hand to drive to win the game in to, before overtime in the last one, and then they yeah. missed a fucking field goal in the second one. So he didn't have the ball in his hand to win the game on either occasion. I just want to. But he that made the there. throws for them to go in front. He made a so, lot. He made a lot of what, throws. So what this is, is the, this is the thing. You fucking keep cutting me off. Everything he does is in the first half. 
Yeah. They need to come yeah. out on fire. Okay. They're capable of doing it. All right. Make if, a little side wager on this. The if is if Michael Penix is behind in the second half, he's fucked. Whatever. Because this isn't Whatever, the, dude. this isn't That's the it. fucking pack. You guys are all fucking worried right now. All you Michigan I'm not worried guys at all. Worried right now. I'm literally the zero worried. This fucking guy's dangerous. He's fucking hater. dangerous, but so is Jalen Milrow. Just a hater. That's so is cool. Kyle McCord. So <laughs> is Drew Eiler. You're what a hater. hater. He, no, I, he's, I'm a hater. He's not how? wrong. This this it's going to be a great game. I'm not a Michigan guy. It's going to be a great fucking game. I'm not a fucking Jim Harbaugh guy. I'm a hater. Rally for your city, for your hometown. Ra- rally your, for my city. State. What are you talking about, dude? What are you that high right now? You look fucking blue out right now. I am. Yeah, I thought. What does that have to do with anything? I'm not talking to you. <laughs> I don't talk to fucking uh, high people. What does that have to high? do with anything? Not yet. You suck. Okay. You think I'm high though? Huh? You think I'm high though? Yeah, I taste. do actually. You're a little too into it for me. You're like over the top. You're like Sean Hannity on Fox. I, I, You're not I, a Hannity I guy? I can't even swallow Sean Hannity, dude. He's too much of an American for me. I think I'm more of a Tucker. No, you're not. Um, Listen, the, the ifs that you're saying are all true. No, I, listen, the, I, I'm not downgrading anything Michigan has done this year. They they pulled out a game that nobody thought they were going to. I thought they were I had Alabama. Sam thought they were going to. I thought they were going to. And I was wrong. I was wrong. They wound up winning. Their defensive line impressed me because I thought they were, they were better than I thought they were. They have the best defensive game. line in the better country. Better than I thought they were in that game. They have the highest ranked we'll defensive line in the again. country. They're second oh, in the Sam, nation in sacks and number one against the run. He doesn't care about stats. I'm taking Michigan to win. I'm taking Michigan to cover, and I'm taking the under in this game. Um, if the if the game script goes the way I think it's going to go, it's not going to be out of hand. But Michigan is going to very comfortably win this game. The only way that changes is if Michael Penix doesn't blink every drive. He's been very good this year, but the reason he didn't win the Heisman, the reason they weren't favored in a lot of their games, is because there were multiple instances where he blinked, and it always happens in the second half. Michigan is a very, they're experienced, they've beaten some good teams, they've gone in some hostile environments, and they've won in the second half. Washington's most hostile win this year was at Arizona in a game where they only scored 16 points. So I love Michael Penix. It's been a blast watching him. I do think he's going to be a great pro. I don't discredit anything he's done, but the numbers heavily favor Michigan for a reason, and when that happens, that team always wins this game. There's never an upset when the numbers on paper are lopsided in one way over another. And I just, like... I just don't see a scenario where Michigan, they'd have to, like he said, like all the intangibles he named, if they if they choke on special teams, if they get down from behind, like that's what it's going to take. It's going to take a lot of Michigan shooting themselves in the foot to do that, and I don't see that happening. You want to talk about experience? Michigan arguably has two of the best coordinators in the country. Jesse Minter will be a pro coordinator next year, just like the guy that was in front of him, Mike McDonald, who's the D coordinator of which team now, by the way? Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore Ravens, who have the number one defense in the league. He was the Michigan coordinator three years ago. Sharon Moore, who's the heir apparent to Jim Harbaugh, who went on the road and beat Ohio- uh, Penn State and beat Ohio State this year. 
Michigan's coordinators are very, very experienced. Like he said, Nick Saban was confused because they were huddling all of a sudden. I just think Michigan has that, too that many pieces to make this happen. That he said something like that. No, he admitted it all vet, week. Being a veteran, probably the best coach in college football the last 15 years, you're going to come out and say they huddled and that confused me? That fucking shocked me. That shocked me that he would even say something like that. You got Washington. I got Michigan. Bruce, who do you got? Michigan. Sam, who do you got? Michigan. And the under. Are you going to be in town Monday, or are you going to be down there? It's looking like I'm going to be in town Monday. Where are you going to watch? You watch? Do you have, like, a man cave? I've never asked you where you watch your games at. Do you have, like, a spot? It's on my TV. Like, is there, what do you, are you sitting on a couch? Is yep. there a lazy boy? Sitting on a couch. Amen. Amen. Solo, do you like, do you like taking us out or no? Uh, I'm capable. I don't think I'm as good as, as you, as you are, but yeah, I could totally do it. Yeah, but do you enjoy it? Because if you enjoy it, then by all means. Yeah, I'll fucking take us out. Are you guys, take you, us you out. guys are going to run it Monday, right? You guys are going to run it Monday without me going we'll to the We'll be back games? Monday. You'll be back Monday, right? As of now, yes. You guys are going to run it Monday. I won't be there. Maybe I could FaceTime in or Zoom in or something. Go for the vibes. I think the game starts at 7.30 this time. So we'll see. I will probably be balls deep at that point. We got a couple tailgates lined up. Um, Depending on the scenario, we might, we might, we may have to take Monday off for a, uh, you know, give everybody the day off to watch the Michigan game. So yeah, Maybe we should just do that then. We'll see. I have to throw in an extra to make up some of my time lost. I have to throw in an extra two hours on Tuesday. So I, uh, I don't know if I can run it Tuesday. Of course I will be here Wednesday. 100% though. Playoff Sounds preview. Good Sounds good. Thanks for tuning in. Happy Friday, everybody. I don't know what everyone's doing going forward. Uncle Sam's going to go home. Bruce yep. going to go try and get a hand job that he won't end up getting. I'm going to go lay on my couch Maybe take a nap. I don't know. I have no idea. But we appreciate you listening in. We appreciate you following. We appreciate everyone in the chat. Thank you very much for coming. Get what? President Baker, I owe you a woo. Woo! What does that say? Ric Flair woo. He said, can I get a Ric Flair woo? That's stupid. And uh, no, I told him I'd do it. So I, I, owed, I owed President Baker a woo. You can find us on Instagram at Tip Balls. You can find hey, us I got a X. better one. Let, let, let Bruce give you a woo. He's all fucking wooed right now. Put that little camera on. Put that, put that camera on so everybody can see your You like that, President Baker? Hand. You like that woo? Is Sam on. gone? Did we lose Sam? We lost Sam. He is long gone. You can follow us on X at Tip Balls. We can follow us on Instagram at Tip Balls. Don't forget to like and subscribe on YouTube. Please go ahead and ring the yeah, bell. Good luck with that. Tip Balls on, Inst- on uh, Spotify. Tip Balls on Apple Podcasts. Wherever you listen to your podcast, you can find us. We appreciate it. And we will see you probably Tuesday or Wednesday. It doesn't sound like they're going to be here Monday. We'll see you one day. We don't know yet. Go blue. Go blue. <laughs> <laughs>